gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Welcome back to My Two Cents Podcast, episode 75, which is entitled Shooting. I am your host, G2, and before I get into the topics today, I want to read off the National Food Days of the Week. Today being May 22nd, it is Vanilla Pudding Day. Tomorrow, May 23rd, is Taffy Day. Then on May 24th is Escargot Day. May 25th, Wine Day, so please drink responsibly. May 26th, Cherry Dessert Day, as well as Blueberry Cheesecake Day. And then May 27th, Grape Popsicle Day, as well as Italian Beef Day. Then May 28th is Burger Day and Brisket Day. Now, the first thing I want to talk about is the Senate giving Ukraine uh, money is from a bill. It's basically we're going to be giving them $40 billion, and now they just got to wait for Joe Biden's signature as it's coming from the Associated Press. On Thursday, the Senate whisked a $40 billion package of military, economic, and food aid for Ukraine and U.S. allies to final congressional approval Thursday, putting a bipartisan stamp on America's biggest commitment yet to turning Russia's invasion into a powerful quagmire for Moscow. The legislation approved 86 to 11 was backed by every voting Democrat and most Republicans, while many issues under President Joe Biden have collapsed under party line guideline well gridlock. Thursday's lopsided vote signaled that both parties were largely united about sending Ukraine the material it needs to fend off Vladimir Putin. I applaud the Congress for sending a clear bipartisan message to the world that the people of the United States stand together with the brave people of the Ukraine as they defend their democracy and freedom, Biden said in a written statement. Ukraine President Zelensky thanks the United States. This is a demonstration of strong leadership and a necessary contribution to our common defense of freedom, he said in his nightly video address to the nation. Now, you have people in Congress happy about this, but then you had Trump coming out and he wasn't, uh, I'm not going to say he wasn't too pleased, but he has to throw at least a little bit of fire or oil into the fire, whichever one you want to say, gasoline, oil. He threw a shot at Biden for doing this. He said mothers are lacking baby formula and he's basically sending money out to Ukraine. I don't know how to really handle that. I say this. Let's give the Ukraine money and let's handle the baby formula all at the same time. It's not that we can't handle both at the exact same time. We're America. We are able to handle things. Let's get it done. It's called Ukraine has been dealing with this invasion for a better part of what now? It's going on three whole months, I believe. It started off in March. I believe it started in March and now it's about to go into June. So almost three months, if not two months and a half. I just looked it up. It started on February the 24th of this year. So literally it's been almost three months since Russia has been invading Ukraine. So it's not bad for us to be constantly giving them money because they're going to need it. And right now, America, 
I did not know about baby formula uh, being lacking until I started looking it up this week. And yeah, across the nation, people are missing out on baby formula. So I can see why Trump will try to throw some spice onto Biden for uh, giving money to Ukraine because we've constantly been giving them money and aid and all that kind of stuff. But remember, we did sign a deal with them years ago. You can look into that. And in that deal, we would say we would give them protection. So we have to honor our deal. We have to honor the business agreement that we do make. So I have no problem with America doing this. I just feel that America also needs to be handling problems also in the state, a.k.a. uh, gas prices going up. That's one food prices going up and now lack of uh, baby formula because now babies are needing food. Certain babies can't get breast milk because either the mother can't produce breast milk or uh, the mother just simply don't want to give breast milk to the child, which is ridiculous when you think about that second one. But the first one is a common um, situation with certain women. They can't produce breast milk or at least enough to sustain a child's uh, hunger, if you get my drift. So I want everybody to please just pray for everyone. That's basically what I'm trying to get at with this in the conclusion. Pray for everybody. Let's hope that we can find a way that we can end everything. I'm hoping that. Uh, Ukraine and Russia could come to an understanding and get this thing finally taken care of because it's been th- almost three months, dude, of people just fighting and dying and Ukraine basically just getting almost wiped out. Almost. It's not completely, but it's almost being wiped out by Russia. And now the Ukraine people are starting to go into Russian uh, land and just start to beat up on them and their place. And it's not good on either side. So I hope that both sides can come to an agreement and get this thing done more on the side of Russia bending the knee to get done with this and be done. And two, let's start taking care of things also on your land in your own country, America. We need to start taking care of our own stuff. We need to get uh, gas prices down because people are not paying to the point that businesses aren't paying enough for people to be constantly going out every day to go to their jobs and then have to pay astronomical gas prices these businesses are not paying enough for that because you guys are sapping money out of people. People got to work and people got to pay these gas prices, but what you're paying them is not going to match what they need to live sustainably and comfortably. It's not. People are taking two to three jobs and if they're paying gas prices of astronomical prices, they're going to feel like they want to quit and then People are going to be trying to commit crimes, and we don't need to do that. I'm just going to tell you exactly what's going to happen. People are going to be committing crimes because they don't want to work out here if they got to constantly pay these uh, astronomical gas prices. They're not going to do that. They're going to result to stealing, killing, whatever they can to make ends meet without spending some money on gas. I'm just telling you exactly what's going to happen. So, America, I'm glad you guys did this for Ukraine. Let's handle that and now handle your business over here in America so everybody can live comfortably the way that we technically kind of did before pandemic happened. Just want to throw that out there. Now let's talk about the shootings. Last Saturday, um, I did not cover this on last Sunday's episode of the podcast, and I am extremely sorry about that. And I um, want to um, extend my condolences to the 10 people that died in the Buffalo uh, supermarket shooting. We did get more information as the week went on, and this is coming from CNN. Uh, mass shooting at Buffalo supermarket was a racist hate crime police set. As the article reads, the 18-year-old suspected of opening fire at a Buffalo supermarket Saturday told authorities he was targeting the black community, according to an official 
familiar with the investigation. The alleged gunman made disturbing statements describing his motives and state of mind following his arrest. The official said the statements were clear and filled with hate towards the black community. Investigators also uncovered other information from search warrants and other methods indicating the alleged shooter was studying previous hate attacks and shootings, the official said. The revelation comes a day after a gunman killed 10 people and wounded three others at the Topps Friendly Markets store in a predominantly black neighborhood in Buffalo. 11 other people who were shot were black, officials said. The victims range in ages from 20 to 86, police said. Buffalo police identified all 13 victims Sunday. Among them were a former police officer who tried to stop the shooter, a mother of the city's former fire commissioner, and a longtime substitute teacher. Two people remain hospitalized in a stable condition, a spokesperson for Erie County Medical Center said Saturday night. The suspect was identified as Peyton Gendron, a rifle-toting 18-year-old from Conklin, New York, who allegedly wrote a white supremacist manifesto, traveled about 200 miles to the store and live-streamed the attack, authorities said. Buffalo Police Commissioner said Sunday the attack was a racist hate crime and will be prosecuted as such. The evidence that we have uncovered so far makes no mistake that this is an absolute hate, racist hate crime. It will be prosecuted as a hate crime. He said this is someone who has hate in their heart, soul, and mind. Investigators believe the suspect acted on his own in the shooting. The suspect was in Buffalo a day before the shooting and did some reconnaissance at the Topps Friendly Market store the commissioner said the buffalo attack was the deadliest u.s mass shooting of the year there have been at least 198 mass shootings so far in 2022 per the gun violence archive which like cnn defines a mass shooting as four or more people shot not including the shooter the owner of the firearm shop in new york told the new york times that the suspect recently bought the assault weapon a background check on the suspect at the time showed nothing donald told the times I knew nothing about it until I got the call from them. I can't believe it, said Robert Donald, whose shop is in Edincock, about 200 miles from Buffalo. I just can't believe it. I don't understand why an 18-year-old would even do this. He added, I know I didn't do anything wrong, but I feel terrible about it. Now, the investigators did and are reviewing his uh, manifesto, or that's what they like to call it, but his letter or his story about why he was doing what he's doing it's 180 pages long they're still looking through it and they say we are obviously going through that with a fine-tooth comb and reviewing that for all evidence that may lead us to besides the manifesto itself uh the district attorney told cnn's victor blackwell the author writes about his perception of the dwelling size of the white population and claims white people are being replaced by non-whites in a white genocide. This replacement theory, once a fringe idea, has recently became a talking point for Fox News host Tucker Carlson as well as other predominant conservatives. In the manifesto, the author says the supermarket in Buffalo is in a zip code that has the highest black percentage that is close enough to where I live. See, I don't even like that. See. Okay, I'm done reading all that. Here's my deal. I don't like how people will just do this. I don't like how, and God is all, I don't try to make things racy. I really don't. I really try not to. I really do. But this is nothing but a racist situation. It's called a hate crime for a reason. So I shouldn't say I ain't trying to make it racy, but almost every time I almost get onto something like this, I always have to say a black and white, but let's just think about it. 
how many times do we have to see something like this happening? We saw it in Dylan Roof killing. We just had uh, the George Floyd killing, but he got kneeled on his neck. We seen we constantly see black people get killed by officers uh, on a almost monthly basis, or if not monthly, bi monthly basis from time to time. I mean, come on, dude! Black people are just getting killed and gunned down by white individuals. It doesn't make sense. You don't like black people. That's already been self-proclaimed and self-profound and all this stuff. We get it. You don't like white black people. We get it. But you travel 200 miles away from your place and you go to a store. Matter of fact, you go to a high populated black area and you just ring off shots meaning to kill people. It makes no sense. If I hate somebody, I'm not going to a place where there are many other supposed race that I hate. I'm not going to that. Let's just say, for instance, okay, a black person hates white people. Why is he going to go to a white school? Why would his parents even invest them into a white school, knowing that their son hates black people? The parents wouldn't. They wouldn't do that. They would put him in a different school district. Same thing, opposite side, Hispanic people. Hispanic people hate white people or black people. You're not going to put them in a predominantly uh, place that's dominated by either side. They're going to put them in a place that's more of their liking. You don't do that. For him to hate black people, you target black people. You hate them. So you find that, you know what, I'm going to try to eliminate as much as I can. And you go to a place, you shoot it up, you kill how many that you try to kill. And then when police come, you come out, you put your gun down, you get on your knees, and you allow them to arrest you. Oh, yeah, and by the way, you were heavily, like, guarded up. You had tactical gear on, you had a tactical helmet, and you were live streaming this, by the way. You were streaming this on Twitch. How do we allow this stuff to happen? I know Twitch, as a company, don't know what's going on, because they got mad millions of channels of people just streaming every day. If not millions... About a good six digits of people streaming, okay? How are you... I can't blame Twitch for that. But they did say that they uh, suspended the account indefinitely from the service. And they're taking appropriate actions, uh, including monitoring for any account for rebroadcasting that content. So Twitch is trying to their best to look after and try to make sure that nobody's going to be trying to broadcast that type of uh, violence or even that footage. I appreciate that. I'm not putting blame on Twitch. I can't do that. I'm putting blame on people that think like this. How in the hell do you think like this now? Come on. Dude, you see it on television. You see it everywhere. Everybody is being cohabited and everybody is being mixed in. Everybody. You got blacks with whites. You got whites with Hispanics. You got blacks with Hispanics. You got whites with... Asian Americans, you got blacks with Asian Americans, you got everybody co-mingling. Now we're getting the LGBT community now being heavily, heavy promoted into media now. It slowly, it took its time for them to get into the media being like heavily, heavily uh, promoted in, but they're now starting to be cohabitated. They're starting to get characters on sitcoms and characters on dramas and now people are starting to see that okay there are gay people on this planet they are out here they're just regular people 
people are starting to be mixed in more than ever now on television, media, everything else. How do we still come up with people with that same exact mind mentality that, yo, the white race is being wiped out? No, buddy. There's still going to be white people that like white people, white people that like black people. Dude, there's there's still going to be white people on this planet. There's still going to be your people, whether you're black. And this doesn't just go for white people, too. This goes for anybody that thinks their uh, race is being wiped out. Listen, your race is always going to be here. It always is. Let's just make that perfectly clear. Whites are always going to be here. Blacks are always going to be here. Uh, Hispanics are always going to be here. Asian Americans are always going to be here. Uh, People from the Middle East is always going to be here. Everybody's race is going to be here. I want that notion to just exist. The only thing is that your people are just going to be mixing in with other races. Ta-da! It's already been happening. There's nothing new under the sun with this. So I just don't understand how we still have people with the mindset to say, my race is being erased. No, it's not, dude. But you're trying to literally kill people from a race that you hate. It just doesn't make sense at all to me. At all. And also, it was shocking how quickly that they arrested the dude and they put him in jail like extremely quick because he got arrested Saturday. He went in front of a judge Saturday. He gets no bail and they had him in jail on a Saturday. I didn't know what was going to happen. They usually like put people in like, yeah, they usually put people in jail, but you don't see like a judge until like on a Monday or something. So I was shocked to see that. Um, Continuing on, he did meet a grand jury on Thursday and they did indict him with a charge of first degree mother murder. I hope they get him on more than just one count of first degree murder. They didn't just say one count, but they say a charge of first degree murder. For me, a charge means like one count. And that brought me to thinking, okay, how can they just get him on just a charge of first degree murder? Because then I had to go back and look at the shooting that took place in South Carolina of Dylan Roof, basically. Okay. Dylan Roof did the shooting on June 17th. And on June 19th, two days later, they charged him with nine counts of first degree murder. I'm sorry, nine counts of murder and one count of possessions of a firearm during the commission of a violent crime. So literally that's two days after he committed the crime. They nabbed him up, put him in front of a judge, and they got him with nine counts of murder and one count of possession of a firearm. But for this guy, we only so far got him on first degree murder charge. I need more than just that. You need to hit him with 10 counts, first degree murder, uh, three counts of trying attempted murder because people are still in the hospital being taken care of and look after just to make sure they are not going to pass away. We got to get more than just that on this kid, on this monster. It's not just a kid anymore. It's a monster. People might say, Joe, he's been brainwashed to think this. Listen to me. Listen to me now. Yes, there are people that can brainwash people, but you got to have enough sense and enough pushback to think for yourself. A lot of kids are going to be taught a simple thing, taught things when they're young, taught things uh, when they're impressionable. Yes, I get it. But when you start hitting a certain age, a.k.a. right around 16, 14, well, 14, 16-ish, you start thinking for yourself, at least in the ability of your own beliefs. At least that's what I did. 
I started thinking for myself in certain instances. Yes, there's certain instances that I still believed in what my parents uh, believed in, but like in. Okay, I'll give you an instance right now. Church. Church, heavy, heavy, heavy. Family was going to church constantly. Every Sunday. Every Wednesday. Every Friday that they could go to when they could, okay? But every Sunday, we would be there. Wednesdays, Fridays, we can get there whenever we could get there, okay? But church was like the thing when I was growing up. We had to be there. If you didn't get there, you get chastised by your mom. Why? What took you so long? You're making me late. All this good stuff. You get the drift. And right around the age of 14, 16-ish, I started thinking for myself like, hmm, what if I don't go to church? God ain't going to get mad at me for not going to church. So I start slowly taking some time off from church. I started slowly stepping away from the church, like going to it personal personally, like going inside the building. And then I started looking at things inside the church. I started questioning, okay, why are we giving money to the church whenever we start seeing things are still being the same? We've been giving money to the church for years, but everything is still the same. I would think that certain things inside the church need to be changing if we've been giving money to them for this many years and how much we've been giving to them. Why hasn't this been changing? Then you start doing the digging, digging, and you start figuring out, okay, certain churches are just, like, grabbing money and just basically finessing the people being there. So that started giving me a bad taste in my mouth about the church, so I started uh, not going to the buildings. And to this day, I don't really go to a church like that. I mean, there was me going to a church when I was in Alabama, and I worked there as a backstage hand, and I started seeing exactly what they were doing with the money, and I was actually cool with it, because you want to know why? They're not just sitting on their hands and feet with the money. This was a big mega church. They had things in there for children. They had uh, things in there for people that would uh, go there. They had teachings. They had actual classes for people. They had uh, a gym. They had all these things, not just squandering money and just paying off, like, a pastor to be here or a uh, finessing and financing a pastor's lifestyle, him dressing in nice clothing and driving nice cars. And no, 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 no. He was actually doing money, doing stuff with the money inside his building and doing things for the actual community. So I actually saw what he did do with the money, and I was actually cool with that. Just the whole concept of this is that I had pushback when I was 14 and 16 when I started thinking about things, and that's where I started thinking about things. And they usually say, right around 16-ish, you start thinking for yourself. Probably earlier, 14-ish too, but 14 is probably like the beginning, but like 16 is when you really start thinking for yourself, what about this idea? What about that idea? Why do I do this or do that? You mean to tell me this kid didn't do this at all? He's 18, and he made up his mind to just start shooting up a black area? It makes no sense. You don't see black children going to a suburban area and start shooting that up. You're not going to see that because boy, boy, we'll be called everything under the sun. And first and foremost, we don't even think like that. Black civilians don't even think like that. So I want people to understand that black people are never going to go up to a white neighborhood and just start shooting it up. That's not happening. It's always the opposite end of the spectrum. White people going over and trying to shoot black people because you're threatened by us. For what reason? I don't know. I don't know what you, what your parents, your grandparents, your relatives, whoever is feeding you some garbage, what type of 
media that you're watching, I don't know who's feeding you stuff to make you fear black people. You shouldn't fear us. Hell, we make everything you guys like way better. I'm just going to be blunt with you. Fashion, we make way better. We make it more stylish than you guys. Uh, music, we make that better than you guys. Again, it's not me hating and just me calling it out for what it is. It's not me just trying to be a dick. It's me just being truthful. We make things better than you guys, and somehow we get hate for it, but you guys will rock out with our stuff while still hating us. It makes no sense. That is a complete hypocrisy. You like our stuff, but you hate us. That doesn't make sense in the world, but hey, it is what it is. I'm not saying all white people are like this, because I know they're just a bad apple in a good batch of people. I know that. It goes with every person, but every time the bad apple comes out boy does it leave a bad taste for you white people and man you guys got to start calling out y'all people whenever y'all see some things like this happening dude this is not this ain't good man this ain't good i hope this kid like gets the death penalty i ain't gonna lie this is a this is a hate crime hate crime this kid needs to get the death penalty if dylan roof was able to get the death penalty i want this kid to get the death penalty for real for real if he doesn't i'm gonna be completely uh disappointed in our justice system, which, who's to say that I ain't disappointed him already, but this one, this is a no-brainer, you should straight up put this kid right on death penalty, it's not that hard to figure that out, now, I want you guys to hear something for a minute, if you could indulge me on this for one second, Leticia, if you're there, uh, thank you for joining us, uh, it's my understanding that uh, you were working inside of the Tops Market I believe you were an assistant manager there. Um, can you walk us through what you saw this afternoon? I didn't really see much at all. I just heard the gunshots and just dropped down to the ground and just waited for him to stop. And he just wouldn't stop. So I tried to call 911 and I was whispering because I could hear him close by. And when I whispered on the phone to 911, the, op, the dispatcher would start yelling at me, saying, why are you whispering? You don't have to whisper. And I'm trying to tell her, like, ma'am, he's in the store. He's shooting as an active shooter. I, I'm scared for my life. And she said something crazy to me, and then she hung up in my face. And I had to call my boyfriend and tell him to call 911. Well, that is certainly unfortunate, Leticia. Now, what you guys just heard was a worker at Tops trying to explain what happened that exact day that she tried to call a dispatcher and the dispatcher hanged up on her and we get further information on that and this comes from the new york times as says the 911 dispatcher may be fired over the handling of buffalo shooting call an emergency services dispatcher in buffalo could be fired after being accused by a supermarket employee of hanging up on a 911 call during a racist shooting rampage at the store last week the dispatcher who had not been Publicly identified was placed on administrative leave on Monday after an internal investigation and faces a disciplinary hearing on May 30th at which termination will be sought. Peter Anderson, a spokesperson for the Erie County Executive, said on Wednesday, the investigation was prompted by comments by Letitia Rogers, an assistant office manager at the top supermarket where a white man killed 10 black people in one of the worst racist mass shootings in the recent history of the United States. And at a news conference on Wednesday... Mr. Pullikans, a spokesperson for the Erie County executive, said that the handling of the call was completely unacceptable, leading the county to move the termination to the dispatcher who has been in the job for eight years. So it does seem that 
the person is more or less going to be fired. And if they haven't been fired, they're going to be fired on May 30th. So who knows? My whole point is this, is that whenever you are a dispatcher or in any job, you have to handle it with the most professionalism. And I believe that they've been making movies about it. And they also do shows about it. It's called a show 911 where people call up and they talk about, well, it's a scripted show on Fox. But point being, they call up, you get the drift. Dispatcher, what do you need? Da da da. You get the drift. There've been movies about people being calling them a dispatcher, and they talk about they're in danger and all this type of stuff. So I would believe that dispatchers in real life have seen these movies. They've at least been trained about these type of things, and they should know how this stuff should be handled. So this person failed at their job, just point blank, period, and more or less is going to get fired. And it hasn't been fired. Will be fired on May thirtieth. Now on to another subject. This is a subject that I touched on. Last Sunday, and NPR goes into more depth on it. A suspect has been arrested in a Dallas salon shooting investigated as a hate crime. The girlfriend of the man arrested Tuesday in a shooting that wounded three women of Asian descent in a hair salon in Dallas, Koreatown, told police that he has delusions that Asian Americans are trying to harm him. An arrest warrant, Alpha David states, Jeremy Smith faces three counts of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. Police said Smith is being held on $300,000 bond, according to jail records that do not list an attorney for him. In public records, his age is listed as both 36 and 37. When asked if he considered the shooting an issue of racism, mental health, or both, Dallas Police Chief Eddie Garcia said it's too early to tell. Right now, it's an issue of hate. It's a hate crime. However, that manifests itself. I'm not here to say that. I can tell you that I know our community sees it as a hate crime. I see it as a hate crime. And so do our men and women, or Garcia said at a news conference Tuesday afternoon. Earlier Tuesday, the FBI said it has opened a federal hate crime investigation along with federal prosecutors in Texas and the U.S. Department of Justice Civil Rights Division. Police have said the shooting last Wednesday at a hair world salon might be connected to two previous drive-by shootings at businesses ran by Asian Americans. Buck Garcia said Tuesday that the police are still investigating whether Smith, who is black, was involved. The description of the suspect's vehicles were similar in all three shootings, according to the Alpha David. Smith's girlfriend told the detectives that he has been delusional about Asian Americans ever since being involved in a car crash two years ago with a man of Asian descent. She said he has been admitted to several mental health facilities because of the delusions. Whenever Smith is around an Asian American, he begins having delusions that the Asian mob is after him or attempting to harm him, his girlfriend told police. She said he was fired for verbally attacking his boss, who was of Asian descent. Garcia declined to comment on whether Smith has been diagnosed with a mental illness or whether Smith legally obtained the gun used in the shooting, saying both questions are still being investigated. So they have the guy. I'm glad they caught the guy who did the shooting. I'm not cool with anybody just going around shooting people for no reason at all. This goes in line with uh, the white dude that shot up the black supermarket and killed black people. That thing I just talked about. And this is going to be connected with the thing I'm going to be talking about next after I get off of this. Is that I don't like people shooting up people. I don't like it. I understand if you're going after... uh vengeance because somebody killed your family yeah that's cool and all i can get it because that's vengeance and all that type of stuff but this this is just stupid it makes no sense and also okay let's go with it you have a delusion about asian americans or any other race let's just go with it right now in this topic right now is asian americans you got in a car crash with an asian person 
you're having delusions. You've been in mental facilities for uh, your delusions with Asian Americans. Okay. How do you not know your boss is Asian American? I would think you at least should know who your boss is in a business that you're working in. I would at least think you should know that. Certain people might not, but I would think you at least should. But you get fired because you get into a verbal like sparring thing with your boss who's of Asian descent. You didn't attack that person, but you get into a verbal thing and then ta-da, you get fired. Every time you meet an Asian person, somehow you uh, feel that the Asian mob is coming after you. How? What area do you live in, Maji? What area do you live in? Texas is a big state, at least on the map it is. I've never lived there. I haven't been there, so I don't know the sizes of each like town or the radius. But I would think you should know if you're in an Asian community. I would at least think you should know that one. And if you have that type of situation, again, just like I said with the last topic, leave. You don't have to do any type of harm. You can just drive away and leave. If you have a problem with a certain race, you can just leave, which, again, which is stupid that anybody has a problem with any race, but it is what it is out here. Why didn't you just leave? You went to a hair salon and just shot up and you shot three people. Thank God they did not die, but you shot three people and you shot up a hair salon. Oh, my God. Stupidity at its finest. It will never, ever not be stupid to shoot up a, a place. It will never not be stupid. This was dumb. And now they're saying that this uh car vehicle is similar to uh two other attacks around uh businesses owned by Asian Americans. So if this let me just say it right now, this guy's gonna get jammed up pretty hard if that vehicle is the exact same vehicle that was used in these two other attacks. He's gonna be jammed up because they're gonna call him as an accomplice to that. Right now, they can't technically land them on that because they said it's a similar vehicle. So the only thing they got is similar. And similar is real easy to uh, cut ties with because a lot of cars are similar. You got to nail it. So that's one. But it just doesn't make sense how people are that stupid to not know in what area you in. Hell, I'll give you guys another example here. New York City. First time ever going to New York, my mother, myself, and my brother. I knew we were in Chinatown by looking at the people that my mother was able, well, that we were driving into. I said, we're in Chinatown. My mother said, how you know that? I said, look around. And she said, oh, and I said, then look, look forward. And then right above us, it said Chinatown. So again, it was real easy to tell what area you're in just by looking at your surroundings. How on God's green they listed off all these things for this guy. He got into a crash with an Asian American. He got fired by his Asian boss. Every time he goes around, goes around and he sees an Asian person, he thinks he's being attacked by the Asian mob. How do you not know if you're in Chinatown or Asian town or in a how do you not know these things? This is simple human stuff. You can look around and see exactly what place you're in. Hell, I'm in the hood. How? Because the place looks crappy and looks dingy. Yeah, you're in the hood, ladies and gentlemen. You can tell by that. Oh, I'm in a suburban spot. How? Because the place looks nice. It looks well-maintained. The houses look uh, freshly new and all this type of stuff. Oh, yeah, you're in a suburban spot. I know I'm in a poor neighborhood whenever things around me look poor. I know I'm in a rich neighborhood when things around me look rich. It's called using your 
freaking eyes and using common sense to know where you are located. And this, this was completely stupid. This guy, I don't know what's up with him. Does he have mental issues? I don't know. We're going to hang our hats on that. And we're going to say, maybe he got some mental issues because his girlfriend did say he got into a car crash and all this type of stuff. Nah, nah, nah. If he should have, if he did have mental issues, you get pills for that. And I know people are going to say, Joe, technically people can't take pills all the time because things happen to people. The, uh, some of the pills don't work for them. Then guess what? Damn it. You have to find something else to make work for you. You can't be out here being dumb. You can't do that. You can't hang your hat on uh, you having bad behavior because, oh, this and that. No, 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 no. You better figure that out because guess what? You're going to run into the right one and somebody's going to sock you, kill you, do something to you. And you're going to say, they had mental it. Well, hey, did they take their pills? Did they take their medication? These are the things that needs to be asked. Did this guy have uh, pills? And if he did, why didn't he take them? Why didn't he find an alternative to them? These are the questions that need to be asked if he was diagnosed. And they did say he's been diagnosed with mental... Uh, they haven't been saying. Let me correct that. They haven't been saying if he's been diagnosed with a mental illness. Get him diagnosed. And get him the pills that he need. But he still needs to be charged for this. Because this has to be charged for. I'm not letting that go. Alright, on to the last uh, shooting that happened last week. And this is uh, coming from the Orange County Register. Alleged Laguna Woods church shooter apparently sent documents to newspaper. Seven volumes of handwritten notes apparently sent by man accused of fatally shooting a doctor and injuring five at a Taiwanese church in Laguna Woods landed in the mail of a Chinese language newspaper office in Los Angeles this week. Maxwell Lin, a West Coven lawyer representing the World Journal, said late Wednesday the papers appeared to be in a diary formed photocopy and written in Chinese. Some pages were loose. Others were bound by black clips. Lynn said they arrived at the paper's office late Monday in a box with the Daily Mail and were given to him late Tuesday. The mailing label was marked from David Chow from a Las Vegas return address. The accused shooter, David Chow, is from Las Vegas and remains in custody on a capital murder charge in the shooting Sunday at the Geneva Presbyterian Church, which also housed a Taiwanese church. Lin said he has custody of the papers and will share with law enforcement upon presentation of a subpoena. So far, police have not contacted him, he said. We have no intention of withholding anything, Lin said. Carrie Braun, spokesperson for the Orange County Sheriff's Department, said the agency is aware of the documents, but would not comment further. Lin could not confirmed media reports that the papers were titled Diary of an Independence Destroying Angel. The document will speak for itself, but how you call it is subject to the reporter's interpretation. Lynn said he had not fully read the lengthy document and did not believe that the newspaper had either. Time will tell how important the papers are, Lynn said. Law enforcement officials continue to investigate the motive for the shooting and how the shooter chose the specific time and place for the attack. Uh, the Orange County Sheriff Don Barnes said Monday that Chow was driven by his hatred of Taiwan. Chow reportedly expressed that hatred toward his uh, roommate, the Associated Press reported. He said he felt the Taiwanese government was corrupt and he disliked how people on the island were sympathetic to the leadership. Jordan Davis of the Las Vegas told Associated Press he made himself seem like he was 
basically a political refugee, Davis said. Chow, a U.S. citizen who worked for years as a security guard, moved into a four-bedroom home in Las Vegas in February. Davis's roommate said Chow often shares food, usually chicken dishes, and kept the routine. Come home, go to sleep, take a shower, go to work, and just repeat. They had too few conversations between small talk or chatting about Davis's dog. Davis said their talk about Taiwan less than two weeks ago was the only time the two discussed the topic he said. Chow never taught religion, but identified himself as Christian and made a cross on black tape on the roof of his car, Davis added. Uh, a former neighbor of theirs in Las Vegas said Chow's life unraveled after his wife left him last year and returned to Taiwan. They did happen to see that his wife is terminally ill. So this could give Chow a reason why he hates Taiwan people. His wife left him and she went back to Taiwan. So he probably hates them for that. He hates, I don't, I don't get it. It's another one. I don't get it. You went to a church. A church is a place of where people come to bear their soul, can um, talk with people, all these things of religious stuff. Okay, that's what a church is. You go there and you just try to absolve yourself of whatever you've done throughout the week, harmful or not right. And you just try to look for forgiveness and try to find the word of whoever's pastoring to you. And you just, whatever the case may be. And a person goes up into a church and starts letting out rounds. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. It never makes sense. I see that a church is an easy target because people are in a church. Again, these are, there are certain places that I believe that people find safe. That you don't think you need a gun. A church is one of them. A bakery is one of them. Uh, a supermarket should be one of them. Um, a therapist's office is another place. There's a countless a bunch of places. Even, matter of fact, children events are another one of them. There are countless upon countless of things that you would think you should be safe at. Apparently, you're not safe at no more. I would hope that people start carrying some type of tool on them. I'm not saying that to let people get it off and start shooting them, but you got to carry a tool on you from time to time. Now, it seems that we're in this day and age. You got to carry some type of weapon on you. I've never shot a gun in my life, but reading all these things and seeing all these things is starting to make me trying to turn my head like, mm, maybe I need to start going to a gun range. Maybe I need to start trying to get a gun permit, learn about, guns to make sure that it, when I get one or if I get one I'm in the right frame of mind and make sure I don't do anything stupid with it because I don't want to end up being a one of these idiots that just goes off the handle and starts shooting people for hell just to be a hell raiser it just doesn't make sense man I want people to stop shooting people seriously stop shooting people it makes no bit of sense you're shooting somebody because of, what, your hatred for Taiwan people? Dude, come on, get over yourself. Stop it, your wife left you. I get it, it hurts. It hurts, but dog, you gotta quit. Seriously, quit it. I want everybody to understand, if you hate somebody, just hate that person. Don't say, well, I hate them because they're this race. It makes no better sense. If you hate this person, you hate this person, a specific person. Hate is hate, that's just what it is, but you should have no hate for somebody unless they did something bad to you. And even if then, talk to them. 
talk to them first before you start trying to figure out a way to do some damage to them. Because I guarantee you, a lot of people don't want to want to fight or start having shootouts with people. I guarantee you people would rather to have conversations and then you can figure out, at least meet a happy medium that you and that person can understand each other better than you guys did before. So please, if you have hatred for somebody, either one, ignore them, or either two, find some common ground. That's all I'm saying. Don't pick up a gun and start going to places and just start shooting up people. It makes no bit of sense. Please, please don't do that. And this man has been arrested and he's been charged uh, Tuesday. They announced that they're charging him with murder, attempted murder, and other charges for the shooting and killing of one person and wounding five. So I don't know what they're going to do with him. I think they're going to probably try to give him the death penalty too. I'm not sure. I don't know yet. But I can see he's probably, if not death penalty, but man's going to be in jail for all his time until he's basically dead. I pray for every single person that was shot this past week. I pray for your families. I pray for your friends. I pray for your loved ones because, boy, oh, boy, a lot of them aren't going to be able to see their loved ones again. They're people that were shining lights in their life. They're not going to be able to see these people. So if you have hatred for anybody, try to squash it. or just ignore these people. And ladies and gentlemen, if you hear this right now, I want you just to please just say a little prayer or just uh, write in your diary if you write in that type of stuff. Do whatever you got to do. Just send out some love and energy to people that are losing loved ones over stupid things this past week. People that shot people, people that are killing people for no reason. Just send love to all these people because man oh boy, do they need it, and they're going to need it uh, for a long, long period of time. So please just send uh, love and light to all these people that have lost loved ones over these unnecessary uh, shootings. Now on to non-shooting topics. Uh, police in Texas arrest three teens escapees from Louisiana and also the guard. Police in Texas have arrested three teens who escaped from a juvenile detention center in Louisiana along with a worker who allegedly helped them get out. The three youths and a security guard from the Ware Youth Center in Red River Parish were arrested early Sunday in Houston, WWL-TV reported. The Red River Parish Sheriff's Office says surveillance video showed the guard, 21-year-old Victoria Toon, driving the three teenagers out of the juvenile detention center. The youths included two 17-year-olds and a 15-year-old who were being held on charges including murder and armed robbery. The three and tune will face charges related to the escape, sheriff's officials said. It wasn't clear Monday whether Toon had an attorney who could speak on her behalf. So now they got three of the teens escaped from Louisiana and the guard that basically helped them get out of their uh the youth center or the detention center that they're in. This is again, another one of those guards helping the prisoners leave. It makes no sense to me. We just went through one and the security guard, no, the correctional officer just died. And their person that they got out of jail, he's back in jail. I don't know what's up, man. Are these guys laying pipe to these women? Are these by, are these, I'm just going to be blunt with you guys. Are the, Prison guards having sex with these uh, convicted uh, people in prisons or the detention centers or whatever. Are you guys having sex with them or what? Because this makes no sense. It makes absolutely no sense why you guys would risk your life and your jobs literally to help somebody get out of jail. 
it doesn't, <laughs> it makes no bit of sense to me unless you are in a legitimate relationship with this person. Now, for this, I don't understand. You're in a relationship with all three of these people or do they have some ties? Are you tied to their family or what? What? What is it? I don't understand it. Are you in a gang with them or what is it? I'm not even trying to put a gang with that type of situation, but it just doesn't make sense how a security guard would risk their job and their livelihood just to get people out of prison unless you have some type of sexual relation with them. That is the only thing because that because that's the only time we see these type of things. Do you have a sexual relation with them? Yes. All right. Now we now it all starts to make sense. But it doesn't say that in any of these things that I've looked up for. The only thing that we got to wait for to see is if uh, people are going to be in the jail system, the detention center, basically snitching on uh, the guard saying, hey, I've seen her getting too cozy with them or whatever the case may be. I don't know. I see that happening, but we shall see as uh, the time goes on. Uh, on to another news. This comes from the News Tribune. Child porn investigation reveals Arby's workers peeing in milkshake washington cops said a child porn investigation took another disgusting turn when vancouver police officers found a video of a man peeing inside milkshake mix at an arby's restaurant washington authorities reported the man a night manager at the restaurant told police he urinated in the milkshake mix for sexual gratification at least twice vancouver police said in a news release Police found no indication that Arby's or other employees were aware of the incident. The alleged actions of the former franchise employee are abhorrent and unacceptable, and Arby's spokesperson said in a statement to KTTV, we have taken immediate action with the franchise group who terminated the former employee and is fully cooperating with the authorities in their investigation. Investigators are seeking anyone who bought a milkshake at the 221 Northeast 104 Avenue restaurant on October 30th or October 31st, the release said. They asked that anyone with a receipt or verified transaction contact Detective Robert Givens at robert.givens at cityofvancouver.us. Another Arby's manager told police the restaurant sold at least one ice cream float in 30 to 40 milkshakes. October 30th, the Colombian reported detectives in the child porn investigation contacted the man may 10th the release said he admitted downloading and distributing child pornography the police said they searched his phone and other digital devices and they uncovered dozens of photos and videos uh depicting sexual expulsion of children the police said that is disgusting see all right all right ill 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 dog this makes this is all nasty i'm just gonna be blown with you this is all nasty one urinating in milkshake mix and then you have the gall to sell that to people first and foremost ladies and gentlemen that's disgusting have more class with yourself don't do something like that that is disgusting and you got sexual gratification out of that dude that's oh my god what this is doing is basically making people not want to go to any fast food uh establishments i know people are going to say i'm still going to go to some fast food establishments even after hearing this type of thing but there's going to be a lot of people Hearing this and or reading this, if this ever pops up onto anybody's other uh, Yahoo or whatever you find this information, there's going to be a lot of people looking at fast food joints real weird. And you wonder why certain uh, ice cream 
machines are broke. You wonder why certain people give those kind of uh, excuses. Oh, yeah, our ice cream machine are broke. Yeah, yeah, it might be. Or somebody might have did something real heinous and you guys ain't saying it. Or, or somebody doesn't know about it and it might just be broke. So I'll give you three. Point being, this is disgusting all the way out. You have a guy with uh, child pornography. They, they got the guy. I'm glad they did what they did. They got him cool. i glad they are informing people, yo, if you bought uh, anything with an ice cream and shake or a float on October 30th or October 31st, yo, give the receipt and they contact the detective and something. I don't... Mm. You guys see how tongue-tied I am on this because this is just nothing but pure nastiness. I wanted to let you guys know this. I wanted to read this out to you guys because just to let everybody know, there is still nastiness out here. Do be careful of these fast food shops and fast food places that you go to. Please be careful because there are people there that are not the healthiest, that are not the cleanest. There are some deranged sickos out here that are in these fast food establishments. And people are just... I want people to be more mindful of the places that they go. Please be careful. Please don't uh, let your guard down. I know you're still going to get fast food from your places, but please, please, you know what you need to do? Show up at least once every day or at least once every other day. And then you start building uh, some type of rapport with some of these workers. If you do go to these fast food places. Some of these fast food places, they'll start noticing your face and they'll be like, oh, you're here. Okay, we have this for you waiting waiting for when you get there because they know your order or, or any type of thing. Because when you build that rapport, you at least decrease the, the idea or the ability of people to do something to you or your food. At least that. So build a rapport with people. I'm not saying go there every day. Go there every other day or go there every week. Just buy a small coffee if you need to. Because you don't know when you just might come in a pinch and just have to go in there because you actually are hungry for something. And then you got to worry about people being nasty with your food or whatever product you're buying from these people at these fast food establishments. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a nasty thing. I want people to please be safe. I wanted to just let you guys know that nastiness is still out there. So take my advice, especially if you live in the South. Right now, it's starting to get blazing hot down here. It is starting to hit 99s. It's starting to almost hit 100 degrees down here. And if you're in the south, in the uh, in the American climate climate over here, you know the humidity kicks our tail. You're not trying to cook nothing on your stove. You will go out and get food, fast food. You'll go out and go to a restaurant. You'll go out anywhere but your home because you're not trying to turn on your ovens or your stoves because it brings heat into your home you're not trying to do any of that because it is it is hell it is almost close to hell with the humidity and the sun beating on you in your house and you're sweating so bad you're not trying to cook nothing so build a rapport go there weekly or bi-daily just to buy a small coffee or just to buy a fountain drink to let people know your face and they know you and they'll be like okay this person keeps on coming in we have a good rapport we're not going to do nothing nasty to them that's all i'm just trying to say here so please build a rapport with your fast food workers so you at least won't encounter nastiness like this topic please on to another topic here and this comes from wpxi 
former local school teacher facing charges after accused inappropriate relationship with a student. We have another one of them. A former choir teacher of a local high school is facing criminal charges after court documents say she had an inappropriate relationship with a student, according to a press release from the New Wellington Police Department. An investigation into 26-year-old Olivia Ortiz began after the principal of the Wilmington Area High School received a call from Ortiz's husband reporting the alleged relationship. As a mandated reporter, the principal reported the allegation to the police. Police say they held interviews with a 17-year-old student involved in the incident who told officers that they considered Ortiz to be a safe adult whom they trusted and confided in. The student also said the relationship allegedly turned into a romantic one that resulted in sexual activity. Officers say that Ortiz communicated with the student outside of the school verbally via cell phone and through text-based messaging. Text message. Documents say that the student allegedly came to Ortiz's residence after she invited them over while her husband was away on a trip. Officers also say that the student returned to the house at Ortiz's invitation on multiple occasions to comfort her after her husband had discovered their secret relationship. Officers served a search warrant on May 5th and confiscated Ortiz's cell phone and an iPad. They believe that the student and teacher began communicating over Spotify after the confiscation and that code words were established to indicate if the continued communication had been discovered. Over 100 messages were sent over Spotify from May 10th through the 11th until the student's father confiscated his cell phone, well, their cell phone. Ortiz surrendered to police on May 16th and was committed to Lawrence County Jail. Her bond was set at $150,000. Her preliminary hearing is set for May 25th. So we got teachers still messing around with students. I don't get it. Again, I told you the block is hot. Teachers, what's up with y'all? Date somebody within your own realm. You don't need to date somebody that's younger than you, that you are that's a student of yours. Come on. What's up with you, fam? You have a husband. What are you doing? If you're not happy with your husband, just get away from the husband. Separate from him. Because I did learn that divorces do cost a lot. So that's why people do get separated from their people. And that's why they just might still be married to him on paper. But from their relationship, they're separated. They're no longer bound to each other. And that's the reason why certain people are still married legally on paper, but not together. Okay. Just get separated from it if you just don't want to deal with the hassle of getting a divorce and cost too much paperwork and time and money. Get a separation. Do that. And go about your thing. You don't have to deal with a student of yours. He's 17 years old. You're 26. That's nine years difference. And people will say, well, Joe, he's 17, about to turn 18. Ew, no, no, no. You can't just do that. 17 automatically to 18. Oh, they're illegal now. They can. No, that's still nastiness. That is nasty across the board. Nobody's going to tell me any difference. That's nasty, fam. This, a teacher with a student is always going to be nasty to me. It always is. I believe we start getting into muddy waters when we start hitting college and you're around 20 some odd and your professors might be 30. Even then, I still look at that weird, but I'm like, okay, you're 20 some odd years old. If you're like 22, 23, 24, you're able to drink, you're able to drive, you're able to do all these type of things. And you have some free will in mind of your own uh, decisions of what you do. 17, you're still impressionable. You're 
starting to think on your own. You haven't really gotten to who you truly are yet and all these type of things. You're still questioning that. And you're now, uh, it just seems that it's much more easier if you're a person in power to manipulate somebody that's a 17-year-old compared to somebody that's in their mid-20s that's in college, if you get the drift between what I was saying with uh, professors and students. That's all I'm trying to get at with this. This is still nastiness, no matter how you want to slice it or dice it. It's still nasty, but I just believe that when you're in the mid-20s and you're in college or you have your professor and you're about to explore this romantic relationship with your professor, you guys are thinking more than the high schooler that's with a high school teenager. That's just plain nasty to me. All right, on to uh, entertainment news. Two things. Uh, this week, we still were going on to Johnny Depp uh, and Amber Heard uh, trial. They continued last week. They took a break. And this week, we were back with it. They had the cross-examination of Amber Heard. Uh, but the biggest thing that basically came out of it this week was that Johnny Depp's uh, former manager testified, Johnny Depp's former lawyer testified, and Johnny Depp's former love interest testified. And this is coming from The rap. Uh, the attorney who represented Johnny Depp in his failed 2019-2020 defamation case against Amber Heard became a witness Thursday in the U.S. version, telling the court via pre-recorded deposition that he still believes Heard set up Depp in what he once called an abuse hoax. Yes, to some extent, I have seen evidence of things that show her statements to be false. Adam Weidman testified Thursday. Remarks Wyman made to media during the UK-based trial or the basis of Heard's $100 million counterclaim against Depp for defamation. Depp is say, suing Heard for $50 million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you had Johnny Depp's former talent agent say in a pre-recorded deposition on Thursday that uh, the actor began showing up late to sets constantly in on virtually every movie, leading crews to stand around and wait for him for hours. She also said it's also gotten around town. I mean, people talk is a small community and it made people reluctant to show, well, to use him toward the end of his, well, highlight. Uh, Jacobs worked with Johnny Depp from the 80s all the way until 2016, where he fired her. His last movie that she was commissioned for was Murder on the Orient. My whole deal with that is that, yo, okay, if he showed up late or he showed up, like, boozed up, listen, it ain't like we haven't seen it before, but my man was constantly getting work. It's not like he wasn't getting work. As a matter of fact, I looked at his uh, Wikipedia and his movies and all this type of stuff just to make sure that I wasn't tripping. They said his divorce, like, came around in 2016 with Amber Heard or the relationship started going downfall in 2014, 2016, one of the two. In 2016, he had Alice Through the Looking Glass and a Fantastic Beast uh, situation. He started doing other little stuff. Yogi Hauser, uh, Donald Trump's The Art of the Deal, and he was Donald Trump in that. Uh, 2017, he was on Murder on the Orient Express. That's a good movie he, where he was basically the guy that got killed in that. He was in 2017, Pirates of the Caribbean. 2018, Sherlock Gnome. He was the main character for that. 2018, Fantastic Beast again. He was still lining up big movies that needed his name to it. So I'm not sure how him showing up to the set made people reluctant to work with him. He was still a Johnny Depp, ladies and gentlemen. Let's not get it twisted. He was still getting work. 
but is whenever that defamation thing happened and uh, Amber Heard said that he abused him, that's whenever his stuff really started to take a hit and nobody wanted to work with him. That's when all these places and all these companies took a hit out on him and be like, nah, I can't, uh, I, we can't work with him. We can't work with him anymore. And that's whenever all his stuff started crumbling down because that's whenever uh, he sued Amber Heard in 2018. And after 2018, he didn't get like any big roles. As a matter of fact, he only had one movie in 2019 and that's called Waiting for the Barbarians. And I never heard of that. And he had one movie in 2020. But those again were two like small budget not small budget. It didn't hit movie theaters. Basically, what I'm trying to get out of here. It wasn't like his big, like Fantastic Beast or Sherlock Gnomes or Pirates of the Caribbean or any of these other big timey movies that he was in in 2017, 18, 16. So that defamation case hit him hard. The Amber Heard uh, write up was a thing that hit him hard. That was bad for him. And also, we got his uh, ex, well, girlfriend in the time when he used to date her. In the mid '90s, her name's uh, Ellen Birkin. Uh, she talked about in a video deposition again. She was asked if she's ever seen Depp lose control. She recalled one incident during the fearly and loathing uh, shoot when, during a fight with a friend or possibly an assistant, Depp threw a bottle across the Las Vegas hotel room. More like he tossed it, she said, noting that it flew toward the group she was standing in, but didn't hit anyone. Ellen testified that her relationship with Depp was a brief, bi-coastal, off-and-on cat-and-mouse game that started out as friends and turned physical, but don't call it a romance. Can we switch that to sexual? Ellen pointedly asked after the questioning attorney repeatedly referred to theirs as a romantic relationship. The attorney complied calling it a sexual relationship from there forward on. Ellen went on to say that Depp switched the buttons from friends to something else when she moved from new york to hollywood in 94 he would come to my house i would go to his house it was about a 10 minute drive she said adding that deb had an assistant then he would call pig from the from the time they became friends throughout their never properly concluded relationship ellen was aware of his alcohol use i was always aware she said he was drunk almost almost all the time he was a red wine drinker she also added that Depp was jealous and controlling and often asked, why are you go? Where are you going? Who are you going with? What do you, what did you do last night? She described an incident where Depp became upset. I had a scratch on my back once that got him very, very angry because he insisted it came from me having sex with a person that wasn't him. She said the last time they parted was to return home after a shoot and Depp became over wroth with jealousy. A lot of crying jealous don't do this don't do that and then ellen said i never heard from him again so she basically just called him as a jealous lover in their relationship that they had here's my whole deal with that whenever you have that that's he say she say things because let me tell you something that's just one side of relationship i would like to hear johnny Depp's response to her saying that about him and let's just make this perfectly clear in the late 90s johnny depp would have been in his early 30s in his early 30s, because he's born in 1963, so he would have been in his early 30s, in his mid-90s. Uh, that is still him figuring out his way in a relationship. A lot of people are jealous creatures. In a relationship, you're going to be jealous of someone, and 
for a man to see a scratch mark on their woman's back, yo, what? where is that from? He's going to get crazy. He's going to ask questions. Just like a woman will see a scratch mark on a man's chest or his back. What? Women are going to lose their mind. Say, where you get that from? You must have sex with somebody else. It is, it's a natural key of life. So I would love to hear Johnny Depp's uh, response to her calling him a jealous lover and this and that and alcoholic. Johnny Depp has admitted to it. He's done drugs. He's been an alcoholic. He's admitted to that. And I don't doubt that at all. As a matter of fact, a lot of people in Hollywood are probably alcoholics and drunks and drug addicts. A whole lot of them, especially in the 90s. There was a whole thing about it. When you look at some of the people that were famous celebrities in the 90s, look at them now. Some of them are either dead. Some of them have went to rehab and got themselves together. Some of them are doing bad now. And some of them are just maintaining that drug lifestyle that they are still just continuing to go. People will say Charlie Sheen's on that uh, bandwagon on the last one. But I'm not going to say that because Charlie Sheen's able to do what Charlie Sheen wants to do. But point being. I would like to hear Johnny Depp's response to all these things. Seriously, I would love his response to it, but I don't know if we're going to get that or not. But the main takeaway is that everybody got to remember what this whole thing is about. Johnny Depp just won $50 million from Amber Heard because his reputation took a hit after she wrote that uh, pick or wrote that piece about her being a domestic violence uh, uh, God, victim, domestic violence victim, and now with this whole thing coming out and people hearing the audio tapes and you hear people hearing the stories from the security guards and people hearing uh stories about the infamous poop in the bed thing that SNL even poke fun at. People are starting to hear these things that Amber Heard did to Johnny Depp. They're both starting to hear the chaotic relationship that Johnny Depp and Amber Heard had. Ladies and gentlemen, everybody goes to chaotic stuff, but you cannot call yourself a victim if you were doing the victimizing. You cannot call yourself a victim. You are the abuser. People are starting to see that now. And that's why a lot of people are flocking to the side of Johnny Depp and really, uh, really showing Amber Heard as a troll or a meme and all these things. And people are really bashing Amber Heard just completely online. That's just what the whole thing is. So now Johnny Depp's winning public opinion after he's been ridiculed with scrutiny from the public for a good solid couple of years. I want to say two years, 2020, because everybody got to sit down and really think about it. But like since the peace happened in 2018, he's been having to live with this for four years of his career taking a hit and his personal life. He was taking a hit from people just talking smack about him online. So people got to remember the meat and potatoes of this whole thing is Johnny does wants 50 million back from the hit piece that was written about him in his opinion that was written about him she says that she never ever said names but he was able to cor correlate all those stuff and then say she wrote that about me a lot of people are able to do that ladies and gentlemen so don't think you're just writing something and just gonna say well I never said names somebody's gonna be able to put names and actions and dates with your relationship or whoever you were talking about just always remember that now on to the final topic, and this is about Elon Musk, and this is coming from Business Insider. Elon Musk called the woman who accused him of sexually assaulting her flight attendant friend, a far-left actor with major political acts to grind. As the article reads, Elon Musk took to Twitter on Thursday night to hit out at a woman who accused him of sexually harassing 
her friend aboard his private jet in 2016. Insider published a report earlier Thursday in which Musk was accused of exposing himself during a massage and offering to buy a horse for a SpaceX flight attendant if she was willing to perform a sexual act on him. About seven hours after the piece was published, Musk responded to a Twitter user who wrote, where was this wild accusation against Elon Musk before he took a stand against the establishment? Exactly, Musk tweeted, adding that the wild accusations were utterly untrue. He then called out a friend of the flight attendant who had made the claims and who talked to Insider for the article. But I have a challenge to this liar who claims their friend saw me exposed. Describe just one thing, anything at all, scars, tattoos, that isn't known by the public, must tweet it. She won't be able to do so because it never happened. He went on to describe the woman's friend as a far-left activist-slash-actress in L.A. with a major political axe to grind. Asked by a Twitter user whether Musk responded to Insider's request for comment, he tweeted, No, it was clear that their only goal was a hit piece to infer with the Twitter acquisition. The story was written before they even talked to me. Contrary to claim to Musk's claim, Insider quoted a response from him in its article. Answering via email, he said there was a lot more to the story. If I were inclined to engage in sexual harassment, this is unlikely to be the first time in my entire 30-year career that it comes to light, he wrote to Insider, also calling the story a politically motivated hit piece. He also requested and was given more time to respond, but ultimately gave no further comment before the story was published. Musk, the world's richest person, has repeatedly argued he's being attacked for his political views. This week, he called the Democratic Party a party of division in hate while vowing to vote Republican. Hey, let the man vote for where he votes for, dog. I ain't going to try. I'm tired of people saying, you got to vote for this. You got to vote for that. The only thing I can say is this. If somebody is on their platform and they are spewing nothing but hatred, bigotry, racism, all this type of stuff, then I'll say, yo, if you were voting for him, then I got a couple, I got a, I got a couple of questions to ask you about why you vote for this person. I got a couple things, but Democrat, Republican, yo, you got to do what you want to do. I'm no, I'm neither. I don't care. Cause I've told you this multiple times on this uh <laughs> podcast show that I find these I find politics as nothing but a backdoor shaking of hands between both parties. That's all I've constantly said because literally when you think about it, the average American, what have they done for you? What has your side done for you? What has either side done for you? I can tell you right now for the black community there isn't a lot that either side has done for us, periodly, for us. But we still vote for whoever we vote for because we think the thing's going to change. Hey, I can't tell you how to vote. That's all on you. Me, I just see this as nothing but a backstage handshake between both uh, parties. That's all I got for you. But you guys cannot be trying to hate on Elon Musk for saying, that, yo, he's going to vote for a uh, Republican now and no longer Democrat. You got to let the man do what he got to do. And also, I would like to know that too. He just threw out a child. Just describe one thing. Tattoo scars. Just do that one thing. That's all he's asking for you. If that did happen to you. That's it. That's all I would like to hear too. Because if you're going to throw it out there. As the friend that threw it out there. Saying your friend got harassed. Now it's all on you now. Because the man that's challenging you now. Well the man that you were accusing him. Of doing something to your friend. He's now challenging you. Okay. 
describe one thing, one thing on my body that's there that isn't known by the public. That's it. If I expose myself, do that. I have no problem with people saying those type of things because you want to know why certain people might be lying and certain people might be just be bold enough to see if you're going to say something or not. And if they did do it, call them out on their bluff. That's all I can say to that. Uh, so congrats to Elon Musk for standing up for himself. And lady, if you do have some information about it, go ahead and say it. Call his bluff. Pull his punk card and call it out. Expose that one thing that the public don't know. That's all I got to say for that situation. And also, what they're talking about, um, them trying to stop or take a hit out on uh, Elon Musk's uh, Twitter acquisitions that Twitter and Elon Musk are coming at a snag because Elon is talking about how uh, there are a lot of bots on the social media platform. So now he might have to change the um, purchase price on buying Twitter because if not a lot of people are using it and those are a lot of bots, that can bring down... He wants that price to be brought down because he's not going to be paying $44 billion for, what, bots overtaking a social media app instead of real-life people. So he wants that price to be dropped down. There's going to be investigations looking into that, but that's all none but higher, higher rich people status stuff to be talking about. I don't know all the inner workings of it. I can give you the small tidbits I do know. Now, with all that being said, let me get you guys out of here. My social media links where you can reach me at on Twitter. You can find me at, at my two podcast, Instagram, my two cents podcast, G2, and my email, my two cents pod at yahoo.com. Remember, you can email me there. I open there. I'm checking my emails every day. If you want to talk to me about anything, please use that email. I am going to constantly from here now forward, going to constantly be putting in the national suicide hotline information in the description so you guys can call up that number because again i want everybody to live i want everybody to live a nice good life i want everybody to just seek out the help that you need instead of ending your life please call that hotline um i want to thank apple podcast google podcast uh podbeam audible amazon music spotify yeah i believe that's it i'm if i'm forgetting one i'm sorry but i want to thank these uh big podcast publication because they allow me to say what i want to say allow me to do what i want to do and there's been no uh kind of backlash on my name so i want to thank that thank them for that uh apple i still see what you're doing please give me my information of what states are downloading my thing that'll be greatly appreciated um always remember i love you i love I love you all. I thank you all. I thank you guys for listening. I know this is a longer uh, podcast episode than 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 it usually is on a Sunday, but I felt that I just needed to tell you guys all these things and give my opinions on all these uh, topics that I gave you guys. I want you guys to have a great Sunday. I want you guys to please uh, don't be dickheads. Be nice to everybody. Please be courteous. Please be uh, gentle to people because we all need it. We all need uh, kindness and we all just need to please be more courteous to people everybody's driving out here on the road please be careful because there are people out here that are mad men and women out here that are on the road just driving recklessly out here please say a prayer for everybody also before i do get out of here congratulations to asap rocky and rihanna for their birth of their son just want to throw that out there too congratulations now with all that being said this has been my two cents podcast hosted by g2 i want to thank you all i love you all hope you guys i hope to hear from you guys or if not you'll hear from me next sunday or saturday if you have been listening to wrestling uh, episodes on a saturday but with all that being said i love you all 
I thank you all. This isn't goodbye. This is until you hear from the sweet sounding voice again. And Kanye, can you please take these people home? I'm tired. You tired. Uh -huh. Jesus wept. Uh -huh.